Disclaimer, the podcast for newbie makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast should not necessarily reflect the opinion of the host and interviewee. The host and the guest speakers assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, the host makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. Hi everyone! Welcome to my informative podcast, For New B. The purpose of this podcast is to provide information and help newbies who wanted to change their status in life. Fear is one of the hindrances to start or learn something new, but with enough information, preparation, and courage, nobody can stop us of doing what we need to do in order to make our dreams or idea into reality. My first episode is about scholarships. Do you know that there are various scholarships in certain universities and colleges? Maybe most of us knew about academic, working student, or varsity scholarship. There are other forms of scholarships that you can avail. Thus, you do not need to have a special talent to have one. Some high school students started to see their potential in certain field when they reached college. You can even apply a scholarship even when you are already enrolled or currently studying. As an alumni and one of the academic scholars of University of Cebu, I will share what is currently in their website and give you some options where to start. You can view all details via https forward slash forward slash www.universityofcebu.net forward slash p forward slash scholarship stay tuned for all the list of scholarship and at the same time i have two guest speakers from university of the philippines in university of cebu website quote Whilst the mantra of University of Cebu is to make accessible, quality, but affordable education to all, it has opened its gate wider by accepting deserving students into its scholarship and study grants program. Every year, an estimated 7,000 scholars are admitted to the various institutional, local, and international scholarship programs offered by the university. To date, the institution has graduated a sizable number of grant recipients and scholars, and I'm one of that. So the following are available scholarships and study grants as of right now in their website. So the first one is academic scholars. So we know if they, you are high school valedictorians, if you are salutatorians, if you are the first to fifth honorable mention, and then sixth to tenth honorable mentions. So there are different privileges in their website, so you can check the details in there. Number two is working scholarship. So working scholarships is open to students who want to pursue their studies at the same time experience on the job training in various offices of the institution or its affiliates may apply as working scholars. So the working scholars applicants must meet the following requirements, grade of 85 and above in case of high school graduates, 2.5 and above for already in college, 
must pass the IQ exams and personality tests administered by the guidance office. So they have also like free tuitions, they have monthly allowance, and they have also training exposures while working in the offices. So more details in the website. And the third one is also cultural scholarship. Meant for students who have creative potentials and art inclinations who may join in any of the following organizations under the student cultural services. Privileges of the scholars include tuition fee, discounts ranging from 50 to a full free scholarship, depending upon the performance or years of service, plus the chance to be trained for free, travel, and perform locally, nationally, or internationally, and allowances earned from paid performances. Not bad for this cultural scholarship. So I have one of my friends who used to be uh, in theater. So he really graduated and now working in Singapore. Number four, athletics and sports scholarships. So these are like any athletics or sports as part of the varsity teams, like basketball, volleyball, baseball, softball, table tennis, karate do, chess, sipak takraw, and swimming. Number five is Peer Facilitator Scholarship. Peer Facilitator Scholars are tasked mainly to assist operations of the guidance office of the institution. The scholars may receive a free tuition grant ranging from 50 to 100% depending on the number of years of service, a senior or a junior level, and work performance as assessed and recommended by their direct superiors other privileges, free skills enhancements, and knowledge-building activities. So I also have one fr- a friend of mine. She just moved um, to Canada last year, and she graduated as one of the peer facilitator scholar. She used to work in guidance counselor. And I like I liked the department, though, when I was there. Number six, Maritime International Scholarship Grants. The University of Cebu has forged linkage with international shipping principals, which are offering study grants for those students interested to pursue a seafaring career. So, the largest partners of the institutions are the following. The Norwegian Ship Owner Association, International Maritime Employee Committee, Inter-Orient Navigation Corporations. So, I have my boardmate. They came from Samar, and somehow these two guys studied uh, naval architecture and nautical engineering, and both of them are one of the scholar, the scholars of Norwegian Ship Owner Associations, and we did not know that. And my brother was enrolled at the time as also a nautical student, but we are paying the tuition, so we did not know. Otherwise, my brother could apply in that scholarship. So the number seven, local and international shipping companies offering partial full scholarship and placement after graduation to selected UC Maritime students. Stolt, Agfi, K-Line, Mitsui, Dalisa Shipping, Pubar, Philstar, Magsaysay Mitsui, Edimitsu Maritime Company Limited, Pilipinas Crown Maritime Inc. So you can contact this company or you can Research or Google it, and then maybe you can ask, and you can have your scholarship and start your your study. Number eight, UCMETC cadetship program for maritime students. So they have also Japanese connection here. They have Korean connection, Indian connection, European connection, American connection, German and Greek connections. Next is corporate, institutional, government, individual sponsorship scholarship these institutions and individuals are offering study grants to deserving applicants in usual cases they would pick and screen their own beneficiaries and relegate them to seek a quality education at university of cebu application to these scholarship grants may be done at the uc scholarship office at the uc main campus shenshanko street so there are 
30 companies here. So the first one is Menzi, Sulpicio, Gothong, Apoites, Waterfront, Doña Modisca, Gizano, Pesfa. So there are like various here so you can check in details in their website. And start maybe looking around. And don't give up until you get one. For inquiries, visit or call Dr. Yunilo B. Oliva, Ph.D. D.M. H.R.M. Director Office of Scholarship, University of Cebu, Sanshanko Street, Cebu City. Or you can email dr underscore Leonilo as L-E-O-N-I-L-O underscore Oliva, O-L-I-V-A at hotmail.com. Or you can call the telephone number 032-255-7777, local 156. And stay tuned for my next two guests. Hi everyone, my first guest on this episode is used to be a scholar in UP Diliman, graduated magna cum laude, top 4 in 2001 Philippine CPA board exam. He was a pioneer finance director and set up the finance team at Manulife MBPS Manila. He was one of the first batch of Filipino expats in Manulife Financial Canada in 2008. After Manulife, he worked at IFDS Finance from 2014 to 2017. In 2017, he and his wife, Kate, started a franchise of hard-to-home meals to East. Outside the corporate world, he is also an active member of Brotherhood of Christian Businessmen and Professional, or BCBP. He was an action group leader from 2014 to 2017. Since 2018, to present, he is the mission director of BCBP East GTA and continue his mission to grow the community. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Jerome Obaldo. Thank you, uh, Brother Jerome, for joining with me today. Thank you, Kay. And yes, uh, this first episode is actually for those people who doesn't know how to start or apply and maybe doesn't know different kinds of scholarships in universities. This are for this is for the high school students basically who who will be graduating next year perhaps like March or or June. Sounds good. So, um my first question is um can you recall how did you know about UP Diliman scholarship? Um, basically, it was uh, during the fourth year in high school where when uh, um, our school was approached by uh, UP mm-hmm. and I guess they're trying to, uh, UP is trying to, to look for um, uh, scholars from different provinces. Mm-hmm. So they would go to each of the schools and administer a test. And so everyone in the school, in that uh, level, like fourth year high school, would be required to undergo the test. That's how I came uh, to know about uh, the scholarship through the test, mm. the UPCAT test. So is, is UP really your preference, like to go to university, or do you have something in your mind before they visited your school? Um, I was thinking, UP was always on the list, but I uh, was also looking at uh, La Salle University, because mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where my brother um, uh, is a student as well at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then when they visited your school, school, is that like an impromptu test or they give you time to prepare for that uh, upcut exam? What I recall is they uh, there wasn't a lot of time. I, I think it maybe was just a week or two before the test was mm-hmm. administered. Mm-hmm. So it was just like directly in your school. You don't need to go to UP Diliman to take that test. No, no, they came. They came to the school, mm-hmm. and they sent us. I think they sent the school uh, the questionnaires. So mm-hmm. that's how. Yeah. Okay, so um, when you know that you passed the exam and you received the, the confirmation, what was your feeling during that time? Oh, it was um, bittersweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, uh, I was happy that I passed the exam. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, but... Um, uh, I know that um, I I won't be able to join my brother mm-hmm. in, in La Salle, so but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just drop off La Salle after you know that you will be like one of the scholars in UP? Well, you, you see, uh, um, it wasn't an automatic uh, selection for me. Mm-hmm. I, I passed the exam, but they have to rank it first. Like yeah, which so, rank? yeah. So even though you pass the exam, it doesn't mean that you're going to be a scholar. Oh, it's not yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. So when I when I passed the exam, I was I think I was number four. Mm-hmm. I was number four, and um, I was number four uh, in the region. I think bigger region. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's the province or the region. But then um, the the top spot. Hello. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The top spot um, decided not to pursue UP Diliman, and so I was uh, bumped off to number three. And number three is so they only take the top three. Oh, okay. In the region, yeah. So <laughs> I was blessed. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's really meant for you that back then, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from the province, of course, you have to go to Manila, and then during your first day, uh, what was your feeling? Uh, were you scared? Were you excited? You will be like, you know, in the city, big, big university. Yeah, actually, I didn't know what to expect, but um, um, I was feeling uh, quite happy because it feels like I I, I was free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being from being from the province, uh, you know, very small province like Catanduanes, where I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was it was nice. It was a beach island, but uh, it was an island, so we really can't go anywhere. But and then. All of a sudden, going through to uh, Manila mm-hmm. and then to Yupidilaman, where there's, you know, a lot of other cultures, a lot of other um, provinces, and with a mixture of, you know, rich, poor, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really opened up my eyes. So I was really happy and feeling free to be in UP. From the island to the city. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> is there already an eco uh, jeep when you join UP, or it came after? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. There was already an eco, and there was also Toki. What is a Toki? Which is, Toki is a uh, 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 jeepney that uh, is the reverse of eco. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, Ikot would go, you know, one way, mm-hmm. Toki would go the other way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that you don't have to, say, if you miss your stop, you don't have to ride the Ikot and go around the university again to, re- mm. to reach your destination. You have to just cross the street and take the Toki 
it will bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good to know because I only know Eko. <laughs> yeah. There's also Toki. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, as as a scholar of UP, we all know how challenging it is right in the university. What oh, yeah. was your greatest struggle during that time and how did you overcome it? Well, being as a scholar, there's always pressure to do better. For one thing, mm-hmm. you have to maintain a grade of, um, I think it was uh, 1.75. Oh, that's an average of Yeah, an average of 1.75 in all your subjects in order to keep the scholarship mm. so yeah there wasn't too much um, uh, play time <laughs> <laughs> during my university years I had to study hard otherwise I would lose the scholarship so yeah that, that was the uh, I had to uh, be disciplined enough Mm-mm. to prioritize my studies oh wow So that's why you became one of the um, student with flying colors when you graduate. Wow, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it paid off though, right? <laughs> it was hard work and uh, many eyebrows burned. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a terror teacher that like maybe might challenge that maintaining grade? Um, I would say that In, in UP, uh, there are some teachers, especially in accounting, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> what I would consider tough, mm-hmm. but not terror. I won't say that they're terror teachers, but they're tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they really uh, uh, drill uh, the lesson to your head. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I find that I find that in accounting they're very tough. So, <laughs> but they, you know, eventually you become friends with them. So, um, they're not really terror; they're tough, mm-hmm. tough teachers. So technically, you cannot avoid those kind of teacher in university. No, no. Well, the thing is, you should not avoid them because they they they're the ones who are really good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, we'll ha- we'll have a little break, uh, bro, and then um, we'll I will come back with maybe three three more questions, and um, for our listeners, so please stay tuned. Hi guys, welcome back to my first episode about scholarships, different scholarships in the universities of the Philippines. Um, bro, um, I have this trade, this will be my trademark questions to all my uh, my guests. So, mm-hmm. you will be the first one to answer this. Okay. <laughs> the first one, the first trademark question is, do you have any little secret that maybe few people knew about it that you can that you are ready to share with us today? Like the craziest or you think the weirdest one? This is positive one. Secret. So, uh, but before you answer, don't don't think of something else. So let me share, let me share my little secret. Um, Before when I was younger, I used to believe that when I wish upon a star or maybe a shooting star, but I have to wish for it like 30 seconds, it will come true. So one of my wish before is to travel far when I grow up like I, I'm also I, same, with, same with you I also came from the province and mm-hmm. one of my wishes is to travel far outside the Philippines I don't know which place but I will travel far and it really came true I don't know if it's real or not but yes I was waiting for that like shooting star <laughs> at 4 4am <laughs> or 5am in the morning <laughs> so that's my crazy little secret <laughs> so what's yours okay well um for me i guess uh my 
secret, and not, not too secret because some people know about it, mm-hmm. is that um, I, when I was, since I was young, I, I've been in selling stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've been selling stuff since I was a little kid. I think when I was in grade one, I started selling uh, mangoes to mm-hmm. my classmates for one peso. <laughs> for, uh, one one mango for one one mango one peso. And then when I uh, uh, grew a little bit older, I started to sell uh, uh, perfume uh, for Gibbs. <laughs> you already and know the installment. <laughs> And then when I was in university, we I was part of a, um, a provincial organization, and uh, I led a project to to um, to raise money mm-hmm. by uh, showing a movie in the university theater, and then. Uh, one of the occasions also was it was a UP fair, and uh, we set up a booth, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we started selling uh, barbecue and uh, all that all that stuff. It was uh, I guess it you know I I feel happy when I uh, when I sell stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm into business uh, nowadays because <laughs> I love selling. <laughs> So you've been a very, very, like, at young age, you've already um, um, created yourself as an entrepreneur since grade uh, one. I, I wouldn't say that I created myself. I, I, I just enjoyed it. I just enjoy when I uh, make make money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not successful, you know. I didn't make a lot of it. But it's the feeling of, you know, selling. <laughs> <laughs> but I train. Uh, but I think it trained you well. Like your business is already expanding here in Canada, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I'm not really actually, a sh- uh, you know, a shy person. I don't. Uh, I cannot. You know, I cannot uh, 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 approach anyone and 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 just start selling. I, I need to know them first, you know. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, that's how I sell. I can't do cold calls. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't tried cold calling. We well, I tried, I tried, but it's it's really not for me. <laughs> I even <laughs> I even I even tried uh, selling forever living products. Oh yeah, with, with, okay. Yeah, with very little success. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. So yeah, it, it, I guess in in selling there's you know there's some success, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a lot more you know uh, unsuccessful ventures. Mm-hmm. So, but that's where that's how I learn. Oh well, it's a good learning. Yeah. <laughs> So now, bro, the second question is, uh, now that you're here in Canada, you have your own business, and with all your success in life, do you have any message to the young Jerome <laughs> from the province, <laughs> who started as a scholar at UP, and then like you're know, moving from one place now, and now in Canada, having his own business? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Thank you, by the way, for uh, saying that I, uh, you know, I, I'm looked at as being successful. I, I don't look at myself as successful. I, I think I'm still a work in progress. But uh, uh, but for the young Jerome or for young folks, my advice is to start in business at a young age. Uh, I always tell my my son to come up with ideas on how to 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 become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um, because it's only when you start young you'll see more of the fruits of your labor uh, later on as opposed to starting late say you know when I started doing 
business uh, in a more formal setup. I was, you know, in my 30s already. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a little bit more difficult to 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 grow it to you know because you're, you're you're getting older but when you start young you have more time you have more time to uh, you have more time to succeed you have more time to fail mm-hmm. and then come you know come back up again so <laughs> it's always start young especially in business oh that's a good message but Thank it's you. never too late right so that's fine you've already started it so good luck to your business Thank you so much. And last but not the least is any word of advice for those high school students who wanted to become a scholar at UP, perhaps, or maybe other schools? Well, yeah, like in any other university, nothing beats uh, hard work and a lot of practice. So if you have a you have a target university, I suggest that you find out more about their programs mm-hmm. before the test comes, uh, even before they come to you. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, like anything in life, if you want to pursue something, you have to take steps and not just wait for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to go into UP, uh, uh, research. And then find out, uh, you know, how how you can increase your chances of uh, passing and getting into the scholarship. That's it. Oh well, that's a very good message, Bro Jerome. And thank you thank so you. much for uh, for your time <laughs> and also thank a you. lot of informations for all of us how to become a like you know your experience of being a scholar and like you know your your a uh, little bit about your life now thank you Kay, and i hope i have imparted uh, some good message to the young people out there yes thank you so much it's really helpful okay thank you bye bye My next guest is a very dear friend of mine in Dubai. She graduated Hotel and Restaurant Administration at UP Diliman in 2001. She received not just one, but two scholarships while studying at UP. She started working the day after her graduation in Shangri-La Makati, Banquet Sales Department as Secretary. Moved to Shangri-La Dubai as Receptionist in Health Club then transferred to Business Center and moved up to F&B Secretary and eventually moved on as Restaurant Reservation Supervisor. She then moved to Japan in 2007 to be with her husband. In Japan, she started working as English teacher in 2008 and she started to focus on teaching preschool students since 20... She loves to play bass guitar as her favorite pastime and not only she can speak well in Nihongo her next goal is to be a certified teacher in Japan ladies and gentlemen please welcome Christine Tavkido Hi guys, we're back. Um, Christine, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you too for having me. And your scholarship is so different than the usual one that we know of in the Philippines. Yes, that is true. <laughs> so you mentioned in our like you know in an off um, recording interview that. First, your scholarship, your first scholarship is youth scholarship from City Hall in Quezon City. Um, how do you know yes. about this scholarship? 
my mom has uh, is good friends with the public school teacher, so she's the one who knows about about these kinds of opportunities for for students who want to avail of these kinds of scholarships. So um, she told my mom about it, and she started the paperwork for it. So I I had a scholarship for the for the first four years when I was in the university. And then how, how do you avail it? You just fill up a form and then submit it? Do they have like a requirements, like a grade that you need to be an, an honor roll or or just like as it is it in your CD? Uh, I remember when we were applying for the scholarship, we went to the city hall and we went to a specific office uh, for the particular scholarship program. And yes, we filled a form. And then afterwards, uh, they interviewed me. And since I had, um, well, not not to be <laughs> mod- uh, to be modest, um, I had good grades when I was in high school, so that gave me a push to get the scholarship. And and afterwards, I think after a few days or weeks, we got the result mm-hmm. that I that I've been awarded the scholarship from the from the government office. So just an interview. You don't need to take an exam. Ah, uh, no, I didn't have to take an exam with the city hall. It was mainly my grades from uh, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, from from how I did during the during the interview. Okay. Uh, so with this scholarship, you don't need to become like. Uh valedictorian being being a like with high grades is enough no no uh, and I think I remember my mom had to submit some financial documents to show um, our financial standing mm, okay so technically this scholarship is like let's say for like if you have a low income so they will be like the city will help you yes Yes. Oh, so my mom had to <laughs> had to give proof that she's uh, she's a single parent and that mm-hmm. she's raising me and she's the sole provider for our family at the time. Mm. And then when you receive the confirmation, how does it feel? Like, do you still remember that feeling that oops, oops, I got a scholarship and and uh, I, I I remember I, I felt very proud and happy it's like oh wow I got a scholarship mm-hmm. and plus the fact that um, I, I got the opportunity to study in one of the prominent universities in the Philippines so mm-hmm. yeah it was it was quite high at the time but um, of course there's another side of having a scholarship and that is maintaining the grades mm-hmm. oh yes, <laughs> and yes like I said Yes, and so, like I said earlier, I, I did, I did really well academically when I was in high school, but when I entered the university, I, I struggled a little bit with the math subjects. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I really, really had to study, and I had to at least reach the grade requirements so that I get to keep my scholarship. Oh wow! So, do you still remember the the grade requirement for this scholarship? I, I think the lowest grade they required at the time was two point seventy five. Okay, so that's much better than the academic one. It's one point seventy five for academic. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> one point twenty five is like it's that's almost perfect already. <laughs> and yes, so, so two point uh, seventy five is quite okay. Mm-hmm. But of course, you could understand the feeling when you know when when you when you take an exam in, in statistics one hundred one and you get uh, a three and you're like, oh my god, you know, like the world is crumbling up all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to retake the exam and make sure that I get a higher grade just so that I can keep my scholarship. So that's the, you know, that's the other side of it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have like the most challenging teacher that you remember that like, um, that might be 
um, challenge your scholarship that time? No, not really. The the my professors in the university were actually quite good. Mm-hmm. I I even had some you know professors who would say I don't care if you're absent the whole, every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a class as long as you show up on examination day. Mm. But but of course I didn't want to do that. I was always present in all the classes. Mm-hmm. And I just did my best with my exams. So this youth scholarship is this is just for four years or three years? Yeah, uh, it was for four years, and then uh, since I wasn't really taking a very heavy load uh, when I was in the university, I had to take another extra year. Mm-hmm. So by then we had to you know look around for another scholarship. Mm-hmm. And uh, around that time, my my mother, mm-hmm. she was um, she was part of the committee in the alumni association, mm-hmm. uh, and they also happened to offer scholarships to students. Uh, do you still remember, um, like, when you apply for this uh, the second scholarship that you had? Did you fill up another form? Like, what's the requirements? Uh, I think for that one, yes, we filled up a form. We submitted the, the, the grades from the past, you know, from my earlier years in the university. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they required very much at the time but again of course the financial standing of our our family and my mom also again having to prove that she's a single parent Mm -hmm. um so yes those are the one of the few requirements that i remember us submitting that's really really great christians that's very good information for the newbie scholars that's gonna graduate next year hopefully and mm-hmm. uh, another question is, during your college and university days, what was your greatest struggle and how did you overcome it? My greatest struggles? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I gotta be honest, I really struggled with my math subjects. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also definitely struggled with chemistry. And I remember thinking to myself, hold on a minute, I'm taking a degree in hotel and restaurant management. What does chemistry have to do with it? That's right. And I think that was the that was the main thing that hindered me from really learning what was taught in class. Mm-hmm. Even even though the teacher is already dumbing everything down for us. It was me as a student. It was my mindset that kept me from, you know, <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from learning. learning. But I think it was after I graduated wherein I realized, oh yeah, I should have listened, you know, to my chemistry teacher more because there are a lot of things in that subject that are actually applicable in the hotel industry like the chemicals you use and, you know, when you clean and all that and why you should not mix this with that. Mm, okay. And not many people realize this, but when it also comes to cooking, mm-hmm. chemistry, there are a lot of chemistry principles that also come into play. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, heat and um, how salt affects uh, cooking temperatures and all that. So... Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wish I had, you know, I wish at the time that I had a, a better mindset. Maybe I could have been a better student. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember struggling with those things. And but you did it. You graduated. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. But well, I remember struggling, but I remember spending, you know, like very long hours studying mm-hmm. sleeping for only about two to three hours 
Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> just so that I could, you know, just so that I could try to understand the lesson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not not just so that I could pass the exam, but mm-hmm. just so that I could understand it. Wow, that's yeah. that's yeah, that's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so now that you're there in Japan, having your family, now that you become a teacher, um, if you look to your young Christine, do you have a message for yourself, the young Christine? A uh, message for myself, I guess it would be keep an open mind, don't give up. And don't say you can't do it. Just study very hard and just keep going at it. That's what I would tell myself. Wow, <laughs> that's a very, very encouraging message. And thank you. <laughs> from there, from from that young Christine up to now. Do you have uh, the crazy, craziest secret that you can share without today, like the positive one? Uh, but before you answer that, let me tell you mine. So my craziest okay. for me is like, I used to believe to wish upon a star. And I have to wait at 4 to 5 a.m. like at dawn for a shooting star. To go, to, to go down. But then it's like, you know, it went so fast. So I have to wish like, in 10 seconds like okay i wish i i wish i want to travel so that's that's what i did <laughs> but so far it happened so that's that's my crazy little secret so what's yours oh that's what's my secret <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i guess for me it's just to never stop learning mm-hmm Well, whatever it is, no matter how small the task is, you know, always be open to to learning. I mean, I started off, I mean, I have a degree in hotel and restaurant management, mm-hmm. but I'm not using it now here in Japan. I am mm-hmm. now a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so technically, this is now my second career. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that I'm doing well with it do you like it better than the HRM profession it's a different challenge and uh, like right now I'm teaching preschool mm-hmm. I'm teaching the preschool level so the challenge is getting the small kids to communicate in English rather than in Japanese mm. and of course they have their own writing system so you also have to try and teach them the, the English alphabet and when you put this and this letter together they make the sound something like that mm. so yeah it, it is it's a it's a totally different challenge It dwells more on the on the psychological aspect mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of learning. Yeah, yeah. So my last um, question for you for this interview is: Do you have a message for those graduating students now in high school who aspire to become a scholar? Hmm. What I do understand is, you know, the idea of entering college or university is almost equivalent to freedom. <laughs> yes. You know, like living away from their parents, like, yes, I'm finally independent, I'm finally free. But you need to be responsible with that freedom. So... Going to the university is not just studying, it's not just getting a degree and all that, but it's also maintaining maintaining good grades, mm-hmm. reaching for that high grade, because um, it, it, it has a really huge impact on what you can become after you graduate. Mm-hmm. 
uh, university, university level. So whether you are a scholar or not, whether you feel like it or not, crack open that book and make sure that you study, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, if you don't feel like it, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, even if you don't feel like it, just keep doing it until it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until it's one or two days before examination day, before you crack open your books. It's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> so my best advice is to create a habit of studying. Build some studying skills because these are foundational skills that will help you become a successful person, mm-hmm. a successful adult. That, that, that's what I believe. Well, that's a very, very good message and uh, very practical and very realistic, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, thank you so much for your time, Christine, um, with your well, busy you schedule from work. And then we we're able to catch up. And it's my pleasure having you in my first episode. Ah, oh, thank you very much again. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you guys for listening. And just to summarize what the two guest speakers' insightful tips for us from Brother Jerome. It's hard work, lots of practice, find out more about the program, take those steps and do not wait for them to visit your school. And from Christine, be responsible with the freedom of being away from your parents, study hard even if you don't feel like it. And from me, do not be afraid to fail as failure is just an event, not the person itself. I wish you good luck. And God bless. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.